Welcome to Abide's Kids Bedtime Stories. I'm Tyler. Today's bedtime story is sponsored by FaithfulCounseling.com. Talk to a therapist who shares your Christian values. Just go to FaithfulCounseling.com abide to get started online or in their app. If you're enjoying our podcasts, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and tell us what you think. All right, it's time to settle into bed and drift off to sleep with this bedtime story. Well, hello there. I'm Captain Thaddeus Cadiddle, and this, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard, and welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. Uh, watch your step and keep clear of the door right behind you there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, level four. You know, a lot of Skyship Dreamer is about seeing. But this time, there's something I want you to hear. And here we are. <clears throat> so, on the other side of that door is the skywalk leading to the bridge where Jack steers the ship. But there is something you may not have noticed. This brass tube right here, it's called a speaking tube. I can talk into it, and Jack, our helmsman, will hear me on the other end. It's wonderful technology from the 1800s. Let's give it a try, shall we? Jack! Could you please steer us toward the river on the starboard side? Uh, uh, sorry, Captain. Did you say we're getting near to something? The river. Uh, uh, what do you want me to deliver? The river. You want me to deliver the river? No, 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 no. Steer us toward the river. Uh, got it that time, Captain. Good. You want me to make a river delivery? No, 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 no. No, no. Ay, 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 ay. He, he, he. Oh. Oh. Hi there, Captain. Jack, could you please steer us toward the river on the starboard side? Oh, of course. Aye, aye, Captain. Thank you, Jack. You know, there's something to be learned here. The closer you are to someone, the better you can hear them. Uh, Makes sense, doesn't it? It's the same with God. The closer we are to him, the better we can hear his voice. And if we're real close and very still, we can even hear his whisper in our hearts. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you read the word of God, the better you're hearing. You'll soon come to recognize his voice speaking into your life. There's 
reminds me of a story called A Boy Who Stood Taller Than Men. And I think Jack would be the perfect person to read it to you. Go ahead and meet him on the bridge there, where he's steering. Right up there. Yes, right across the skywalk. Go ahead. There you go. Jack! Huh? Our friend is headed your way. What? Is this about another delivery? Uh, never mind. What was that? Never mind! Aye, aye, Captain! So, I'm good at reading lips. And I'm thinking the Captain wants me to read your story. Am I right? <laughs> yes. All right, then. Ah. This is a story called A Boy Who Stood Taller Than Men by Nato Jacobson. It's the story of a young boy who had an extraordinary encounter with God. He lived a very long time ago in a place called Israel. Perhaps you've heard his name before, Samuel. Most people think of him as an old man who served the famous King David. But his story didn't start there. Would you like to hear what happened at the beginning of his journey? Well, make sure you're all comfy and cozy first. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And imagine your bed being tucked inside God's temple the place where God's presence used to dwell long, long ago. That's where Samuel was sleeping. Now, how do you suppose he got there? Well, Samuel had a good, godly mother named Hannah. For many years, she was unable to have children. But in her deep sorrow and heartache, she boldly approached God. She made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will please look on my affliction and remember me and not forget me, but will give me a son, then I will give him to you all the days of his life. And you know what happened? God gave her a son. Hannah named him Samuel because Samuel means heard by God. And Hannah did what she promised. Once little Samuel no longer needed her to feed him, Hannah gave him up to be raised in the service of the temple under a man named Eli, who was the priest over all the people. Isn't that something? God gives things to people. Amazing things. Why? Because he listens to them. That's right. When you talk to God, he hears you. Does he always give you everything you want? No. He knows best. But oh, 
how he loves to give good gifts to his children. Right about now, you're probably thinking, wait a second, there's a catch, isn't there? Well, of course there is. Sure, God listens to us. But he also wants us to listen to him. It has to go both ways. And that brings us back to this priest named Eli. You need to understand something about him. He hadn't exactly been doing his job. The people of Israel hungered to hear from their God. But for a very long time, they'd hardly heard anything. And whose fault do you think that might be? So this presented a very serious problem. Eli was the man who was meant to carry on the priestly line. His sons were supposed to become the next priests of Israel, but they had turned into rebels. In the past, God had said to Eli, Your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now God said, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. So God abandoned the original priestly line in order to find someone he could trust. He said, I will raise up a faithful priest, someone who will do the things that are in my heart and in my mind. And who do you think God turned to? He set his sights on a young boy who was serving in the temple a boy who was dedicated to God by a godly mother. The boy, Samuel, didn't know God yet, but he was about to. One night, Samuel was asleep in the temple, and out of the blue, God called out for Samuel. Samuel woke up, thinking it was Eli's voice. And he said, Here I am. He ran to where Eli was sleeping and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call. Go back to sleep. So Samuel returned to bed. And then it happened again. God called out, Samuel! And again Samuel went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now, what do you think happened next? You guessed it. After Samuel went back to sleep, God called for him a third time. By this point, Samuel had to have been thinking, What kind of game is Eli playing? He went to Eli yet again and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then 
Eli figured it out. He perceived that God had called Samuel. So he said, Go lie down, and if he calls, you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. You see, even though Eli had his priorities all goofed up, he still knew deep down where you have to begin if you want to know God. Listening. So Samuel went back to bed again, and God came and stood and called to him, Samuel, Samuel. And the boy said, Speak, for your servant hears. And God said, Behold, I'm going to do something in Israel, and the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I've told Eli that I will judge his house forever for what he knows he's done wrong, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I have sworn that the iniquity of Eli's house will not be atoned for forever. Samuel may have been a young boy, but he knew what that meant. God was going to bring destruction to Eli and his family. And this made Samuel very afraid to say anything. Eli was the primary person who had raised him. This was a devastating message. But even worse, if he told Eli, what would Eli do to him? Or what about Eli's sons? If they were to find out that this word of God came through him, Any or all of them might look at Samuel and see a young boy who God was choosing to be priest instead of them. And they could bring an end to Samuel right then and there. The next morning, Samuel went back to his normal responsibilities and opened the doors of God's house. He was most likely exhausted from a night with little to no sleep. Then, before long, the moment came that he was dreading. Eli called him, Samuel, my son. Samuel said, Here I am. And Eli said, What is the word that God spoke to you? Samuel just stood there, frozen. Eli peered at him intently and said, Please, do not hide it from me. Samuel's adrenaline was through the roof. Here he was, looking into the eyes of his father figure, fearing for his own life with only one message to deliver death. Eli refused to shift his piercing gaze. Then he said, God do so to you, and more also, 
if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Indeed, Eli was still the priest, and that was a threat that Samuel couldn't help but take seriously. He told Eli everything. He hid nothing from him. Then he watched and waited. Eli just stood there, frozen. All Samuel wanted to do was run away as fast as he could. But he stayed. Then, in somber resignation, Eli finally opened his mouth. It is the Lord, he said. Let him do what seems good to him. After that, Samuel grew, and God was with him. He became the prophet, the priest, and the judge of Israel, a forerunner of the Messiah himself, Jesus Christ. Suffice it to say, he'd gotten very good at listening to God. But you know what? It's more than that. Listening is just the beginning. The question that follows is, how are you going to respond? Are you going to choose to prioritize other things, like Eli? Are you going to turn a deaf ear, like Eli's sons? Or are you going to rise up, be strong and courageous, and lead by example, even if you're the youngest kid around, like Samuel? Thousands of years later, the Apostle Paul knew someone like Samuel. His name was Timothy. You know what he told him? Let no one despise your youth, he said, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Tomorrow morning, I want you to read that for yourself. It's right there in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. You might even think about reading that each day for a while, because this is just so important. Whether you're a boy or a girl, whether you can do big things or little things, don't ever be afraid of doing something with God because you're young. People might make you feel small or powerless or without anything of value to give to this world. It doesn't matter. You can be an example to them of what Jesus looks like. Speak God's word in truth. Be respectful Show love 
Choose joy. Trust God. And don't allow anything you want in life to get between you and Him. He wants to be with you as you grow. And when He's with you, oh, there's no telling what you'll be able to do with Him. You'll be like Samuel, a boy who stood taller than men. I'm going to pray for you. Father, you formed this child with your own hands. You've given them gifts. You've given them opportunities. You've given them promises, potential, and power. But what's far more precious is that you've given them yourself. And I ask that, like you did for Samuel, you would provide this child with a clear understanding of what it is to know you, to hear from you, to be with you. Grant them this blessing while they're still young, so that they may grow up as Samuel did, leading by example to their family, their nation, their world, to show them what Jesus looks like. I ask this of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming. Thaddeus Cadiddle, and this, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard, and welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. Watch your step and keep clear of the door right behind you there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. 
Level four. You know, a lot of Skyship Dreamer is about seeing. But this time, there's something I want you to hear. And here we are. <clears throat> so, on the other side of that door is the skywalk leading to the bridge where Jack steers the ship. But there is something you may not have noticed. This brass tube right here, it's called a speaking tube. I can talk into it, and Jack, our helmsman, will hear me on the other end. It's wonderful technology from the 1800s. Let's give it a try, shall we? Jack, could you please steer us toward the river on the starboard side? Sorry, Captain. Did you say we're getting near to something? The river. Ah. Uh, what do you want me to deliver? The river. You want me to deliver the river? No, 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 no. Steer us toward the river. Uh, got it that time, Captain. Good. You want me to make a river delivery? No, 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 no. Aye, aye. No, no. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, he, he, he. Ah. Oh. Hi there, Captain. Jack, could you please steer us toward the river on the starboard side? Oh, of course. Aye, aye, Captain. Thank you, Jack. You know, there's something to be learned here. The closer you are to someone, the better you can hear them. Well, makes sense, doesn't it? It's the same with God. The closer we are to him, the better we can hear his voice. And if we're real close and very still, we can even hear his whisper in our hearts. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you read the word of God, the better you're hearing. You'll soon come to recognize his voice speaking into your life. This reminds me of a story called A Boy Who Stood Taller Than Men. And I think Jack would be the perfect person to read it to you. Go ahead and meet him on the bridge there, where he's steering. Right up there. Yes, right across the skywalk. Go ahead. There you go. Jack! Huh? Is this about another delivery? Uh, never mind. What was that? Never mind! Aye, aye, Captain! So, I'm good at reading lips, and I'm thinking the Captain wants me to read your story. Am I right? <laughs> yes. All right, then. Ah. This is a story called A Boy Who Stood Taller Than Men by Nato Jacobson. It's the story of a young boy who had an extraordinary encounter with God. He lived a very long time ago in a place called Israel. Perhaps you've heard his name before, Samuel. Most people think of him as an old man who served the famous King David. But his story 
didn't start there. Would you like to hear what happened at the beginning of his journey? Well, make sure you're all comfy and cozy first. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And imagine your bed being tucked inside God's temple, the place where God's presence used to dwell long, long ago. That's where Samuel was sleeping. Now, how do you suppose he got there? Well, Samuel had a good, godly mother named Hannah. For many years, she was unable to have children. But in her deep sorrow and heartache, she boldly approached God. She made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will please look on my affliction and remember me and not forget me, but will give me a son, then I will give him to you all the days of his life. And you know what happened? God gave her a son. Hannah named him Samuel because Samuel means heard by God. And Hannah did what she promised. Once little Samuel no longer needed her to feed him, Hannah gave him up to be raised in the service of the temple under a man named Eli, who was the priest over all the people. Isn't that something? God gives things to people. Amazing things. Why? Because he listens to them. That's right. When you talk to God, he hears you. Does he always give you everything you want? No. He knows best. But oh, how he loves to give good gifts to his children. Right about now, you're probably thinking, wait a second, there's a catch, isn't there? Well, of course there is. Sure, God listens to us. But he also wants us to listen to him. It has to go both ways. And that brings us back to this priest named Eli. You need to understand something about him. He hadn't exactly been doing his job. The people of Israel hungered to hear from their God. But for a very long time, they'd hardly heard anything. And whose fault do you think that might be? So this presented a very serious problem. Eli was the man who was meant to carry on the priestly line. His sons were supposed to become the next priests of Israel, but they had turned into rebels. In the past, God had said to Eli, Your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now God said, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor 
and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. So God abandoned the original priestly line in order to find someone he could trust. He said, I will raise up a faithful priest, someone who will do the things that are in my heart and in my mind. And who do you think God turned to? He set his sights on a young boy who was serving in the temple, a boy who was dedicated to God by a godly mother. The boy, Samuel, didn't know God yet, but he was about to. One night, Samuel was asleep in the temple, and out of the blue, God called out for Samuel. Samuel woke up, thinking it was Eli's voice, and he said, Here I am. He ran to where Eli was sleeping and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call. Go back to sleep. So Samuel returned to bed. And then it happened again. God called out, Samuel! And again Samuel went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now, what do you think happened next? You guessed it. After Samuel went back to sleep, God called for him a third time. By this point, Samuel had to have been thinking, What kind of game is Eli playing? He went to Eli yet again and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli figured it out. He perceived that God had called Samuel. So he said, Go lie down. And if he calls, you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. You see, even though Eli had his priorities all goofed up, he still knew deep down where you have to begin if you want to know God. Listening. So Samuel went back to bed again, and God came and stood and called to him, Samuel, Samuel. And the boy said, Speak, for your servant hears. And God said, Behold, I'm going to do something in Israel, and the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I've told Eli that I will judge his house forever for what he knows he's done wrong, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I have sworn that the iniquity of Eli's house will not be atoned for forever. Samuel may have been a young boy, but he knew what that meant. 
God was going to bring destruction to Eli and his family. And this made Samuel very afraid to say anything. Eli was the primary person who had raised him. This was a devastating message. But even worse, if he told Eli, what would Eli do to him? Or what about Eli's sons? If they were to find out that this word of God came through him, any or all of them might look at Samuel and see a young boy who God was choosing to be priest instead of them. And they could bring an end to Samuel right then and there. The next morning, Samuel went back to his normal responsibilities and opened the doors of God's house. He was most likely exhausted from a night with little to no sleep. Then, before long, the moment came that he was dreading. Eli called him, Samuel, my son. Samuel said, Here I am. And Eli said, What is the word that God spoke to you? Samuel just stood there, frozen. Eli peered at him intently and said, Please, do not hide it from me. Samuel's adrenaline was through the roof. Here he was, looking into the eyes of his father figure, fearing for his own life with only one message to deliver. Death. Eli refused to shift his piercing gaze. Then he said, God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Indeed, Eli was still the priest, and that was a threat that Samuel couldn't help but take seriously. He told Eli everything. He hid nothing from him. Then he watched and waited. Eli just stood there, frozen. All Samuel wanted to do was run away as fast as he could. But he stayed. Then, in somber resignation, Eli finally opened his mouth. It is the Lord, he said. Let him do what seems good to him. After that, Samuel grew, and God was with him. He became the prophet, the priest, and the judge of Israel, a forerunner of the Messiah himself, Jesus Christ. Suffice it to say, he'd gotten very good at listening to God. But you know what? It's more than that. Listening is just the beginning. 
The question that follows is, how are you going to respond? Are you going to choose to prioritize other things, like Eli? Are you going to turn a deaf ear, like Eli's sons? Or are you going to rise up, be strong and courageous, and lead by example, even if you're the youngest kid around, like Samuel? Thousands of years later, the Apostle Paul knew someone like Samuel. His name was Timothy. You know what he told him? Let no one despise your youth, he said, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Tomorrow morning, I want you to read that for yourself. It's right there in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. You might even think about reading that each day for a while, because this is just so important. Whether you're a boy or a girl, whether you can do big things or little things, don't ever be afraid of doing something with God because you're young. People might make you feel small or powerless or without anything of value to give to this world. It doesn't matter. You can be an example to them of what Jesus looks like. Speak God's word in truth. Be respectful. Show love. Choose joy. Trust God. And don't allow anything you want in life to get between you and Him. He wants to be with you as you grow. And when He's with you, oh, there's no telling what you'll be able to do with Him. You'll be like Samuel, a boy who stood taller than men. I'm going to pray for you. Father, you formed this child with your own hands. You've given them gifts. You've given them opportunities. You've given them promises, potential, and power. But what's far more precious is that you've given them yourself. And I ask that, like you did for Samuel, you would provide this child with a clear understanding of what it is to know you, to hear from you, to be with you. Grant them this blessing while they're still young, 
so that they may grow up as Samuel did, leading by example to their family, their nation, their world, to show them what Jesus looks like. I ask this of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming.